going on guys welcome to the anchor down leadership podcast i'm your host dustin mills founder anchor down leadership llc head football coach james m bennett high school uh we are starting something new today if you tuned in last week i talked about how we have some goals for the podcast in 2021 to expand what we talk about uh starting with what we call profiles and leadership which we're going to try and air every other week or so uh, mostly so you guys don't have to constantly keep hearing my voice, which I completely understand can be like Charlie Brown sometimes. Um, but we're calling it Profiles and Leadership. And what we're looking to do is just talk to leaders of all levels, from whether they are a CEO, a head coach, whatever it might be, to people who are just leaders in their profession, maybe at the middle level um, or whatever, or and even developing leaders to talk to some of, get some of their perspectives and ideas like that. Under the idea that as leaders, we should be listening to all people to then holistically form our philosophies and who we are and things like that. So we are starting our first profile leadership today. I am pleased today to have Detective Sergeant uh, David Marquette with the Maryland State Police. David, go ahead and introduce yourself. Talk a little bit about your background. You've done a lot of things um, in your life, so I'd love for you to talk about that. Take it away. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dave Marquette. Uh, originally from the Philadelphia area. I, um, I'm a, currently a detective sergeant for an investigative unit um, for the state of Maryland uh, under the governor's office. And I've got, I think I'm into my 16th year, 17th year in law enforcement. Um, other than that, I mean, I've had multiple jobs prior. I worked for uh, corrections. I worked for sheriff's department. Uh, I work for a city department where I spent the, uh, I would say, the bulk of my law enforcement career um, in the uh, Philadelphia area. And then um, prior to that, obviously, I just played, you know, recreational sports, team sports for, uh, uh, you know, private league or um, high school. On top of that, though, you are also a small business owner. I think that's important to note because that is an area of responsibility and leadership in and of itself. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. So yeah, I, <laughs> I also, yeah, I also, uh, four years ago, uh, my wife, uh, brother-in-law, and myself opened up a uh, uh, Iron Strong, well, it used to be CrossFit, where you go under Iron Strong Fitness. Now we broke from CrossFit, but uh, we opened up that uh, fitness facility in October of what, 2016. And uh, we've been, you know, co-managing that gym ever since. Yeah, I mean, so you've got a a pretty varied background, although most of it's been in some form of law enforcement. You know, you've also gone into that small business area and things like that. And I think that's important to know. Anybody who's been in any sort of structured environment, like the military, law enforcement, whatever it might be, you know, leadership is one of those things they constantly try and train you on they constantly try and drill you on the problem is you see some really good leaders but just like any other organization you see some really poor leaders and and, you know you can learn a lot from those lessons so I guess my first question would be we'd also be remiss if we didn't talk about how uh uh, Dave has a daughter who was just born last year, so he's a first-time father. So as we all know, that is a leadership role in and of itself, which 
as you as she gets older, Dave, you will find that will affect the way you oh, look at things. I promise you I that. Absolutely no doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt. Um, but I guess the first question is, how would you define a leader? Not necessarily a good leader or a bad leader, just in general. How would you define a leader? I guess like uh, boiling it down to its simplest um, simplest explanation is a leader is a person that motivates a person or a group of people to perform a certain task, a certain mission, or a certain goal. Okay. Um, and like you said, I mean, there's good and bad. I mean, we've seen throughout history really good leaders that have done some pretty catastrophically horrific things, but it doesn't actually mean that they weren't good leaders by definition. They just were deplorable human beings. But uh, that person that kind of is, and there's always one, and I think part of the problem is people get management and leadership mixed up. Mm. Um, Great point. You can be a leader and a great manager, but I don't believe that you can strictly be a manager and be a good leader. Uh, I mean, for like a multitude of reasons. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you're a manager, you don't necessarily have to be a sergeant or a lieutenant, something with any kind of military structure. You could be a supervisor or an administrator. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good leader. Um, some of them are. <laughs> In my experience, a vast number of them are not. But, uh, yeah, so somebody that, that motivates. So it's kind of like managing or management is more of a skill. I don't know if it's right. Whereas leadership is more, I guess management is more um, goal-based, whereas leadership might be more personnel-based or, you know, like you said, motivationally-based. I think that was a great point, you know. Um, moving boxes can be done by just about anybody. You can be really good at moving boxes, but it doesn't mean you're a good leader. Right. Um, and I think that's important to note, that being really good at the technical side of things might make you a good manager, but it doesn't necessarily make you a good leader. Um, well, I think that... and I think that that holds true, especially like in my experience in law enforcement, you got people that are very good at their job and they're, they're catastrophically awful, uh, leaders because they're fantastic at the job, but they don't have the, uh, the right personality or, um, character traits that, that make a decent or even a good, uh, leader. And I think the system in a lot of places is inherently flawed where, you know, I always joke about it to say that you don't have to be the best. You just have to outlive everybody else. So <laughs> 10 years of powerful tool. Yeah, you know, so like you're not necessarily the best person for the position. You just outlasted everybody else. And we seem to promote people because they've been around the longest or because they're decent at their job. And um, that not necessarily the only criteria. You know, a manager is great at, you know, you look at, uh, I don't even care. You could be a football coach, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you have certain uh, rules, regulations that you have to operate under. Um, law enforcement, we have um, operating procedures and we have policies. A lot more rules you have to operate under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So, like, you know, you have a multitude of rules or regulations, procedures, policy that you have to adhere by. And a manager might be really good at calling people out on whether they adhered to or violated policy, but they don't give any guidance for a task. So like, you know, 
I've worked for uh, my city department, I think is probably the best example of both because I've had really awesome uh, leadership in in that place and very awful leadership. Um, you know, I've had supervisors that knew what needed to be done and they simply walk in, they say, do this and they walk out of the room and they don't give any kind of insight, mm -hmm. no, no nothing. And, you know, largely to a certain degree, if, you know, like for example, for yourself, you don't have to manage necessarily your guys on the field that much. Right. Or you really shouldn't if, if you you're can't. a proper leader, because mm -hmm. if you're a proper leader, you're really doing both. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you would think, say you have a patrol officer that's been on the road five years. Do you really need to, is it more important that you tell him you need to write 10 tickets a shift or, and break down the manner in which he does it? Or is it better to kind of encourage him to go out and do that on his own? It's, mm -hmm. it's. It's like the age-old thing that, like, do you want to be forced to do a job or do you want to be the guy that, that looks forward to doing that job? You normally get a better product with people that are looking forward to doing that or like to perform a certain job that they might not like sure. for a person that they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that really boils down to whether you're a leader or manager. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a great point. You know, the, One of the main roles of leadership is getting people to do things they don't necessarily want to do. And if you're just a manager, that's going to be tougher. But if you're a leader, kind of what you know you're saying, um, it's a lot. It, it's I don't want to say it's easier, but it becomes a lot more practical. Um, I think you also touched on something there where, like, you know, just because you're good at your job doesn't make you a leader. And I think that's important. I think you know we get caught up on that sometimes, and you know, not to get too far back into the football side of things, but you know, you see it all the time where you know who's the new head coach of all these teams, well, it's usually the guy who's a really good offensive coordinator, really good defensive coordinator. Being really good at calling plays doesn't mean you're a good leader. And I think, you know, when you promote technical mastery, kind of like you said, when you promote those managers because they're good at their job, they end up a lot of times not being the leaders. And part of it, in my defense, in, in my theory, is they're not taught it. And I don't know if you see that in law enforcement. I don't know, like, in education, for example, right? Good teachers become administrators. And there's a little, you know, they have to go get a master's degree in that a lot of times. But once you have that, there's no more real formal leadership training. There's a lot of education training, but there's not as much leadership training. So what we see is a lot of time administrators who are really good at, you know, developing curriculum, but really poor at motivating teachers. I don't know. Is that something you see in law enforcement? Is there continuing <laughs> leadership development, I guess? Or is it just like, hey, you're good at your job. Now you're a supervisor. Good luck. Well, so, man, this this could be a really long podcast. So <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, there's there are uh, training opportunities. And we'll, we'll stick with law enforcement because it's really the, the thing that I know the best. Know, yeah. Or I th at least I think I do. So... I I got sent to supervisor school. This is actually a perfect example. I got sent to uh, supervisor school uh, like two years ago. And my immediate supervisor um, had put on my evaluation that I was doing an outstanding job, that I was really good for, I guess, potentially administrative um, duties in the future, which next step for me would be lieutenant. And my supervisor um, 
put me in for uh, supervisor school, which I guess is like in law enforcement, there's like a multitude of trainings, but normally they want you to have like basic first line supervisor school or some type of supervisory schooling or training before you go to any kind of administrative uh, training, which really only makes sense because if you don't have a basic understanding of basic supervision, being is, a, yeah. being an administrator is probably mm -hmm. going to be a, a tough hike. Not that it's impossible, but um, it would probably behoove you to, you know, you got to walk before you can run, so to speak. Sure. So I got sent to uh, supervisor school. Um, and then I actually got written up in the same week because my own supervisor <laughs> didn't have the foresight to look at the schedule and realize that I was on call that week. Um, so my supervisor got yelled at, my supervisor calls me and yells at me, um, because I did not let him know that there was a scheduling conflict. So, um, kind of an interesting turn of events, but, um, so you got a, a supervisor who's a nice guy. He's good at his job. He's not very good at a, as a leader. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't have the foresight to look forward on people's schedule. And these are silly things that, you know, like you said, if you're a teacher, you can be a fantastic teacher. But administrative duties and, and teaching, just like being a lieutenant and administrator of a law enforcement agency is not police work. Sure. So it doesn't matter really how good at police work I am, you can be a mediocre cop and a phenomenal administrator. Mm -hmm. And I say that because you might be the cop that's so oblivious, you don't realize that that guy, you know, possibly has a firearm on him or whatever the situation might be. You could be completely oblivious to that license plate's got expired tags on it. But mm -hmm. you could be very organized, you could be very motivating, and you could make a phenomenal administrator. Unfortunately, um, the trainings, getting back to your original question, I got sent to supervisor school. Uh, I went to supervisor school. It was like uh, six days, um, eight hours a day, which is a really long day. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is more uh, like team building skills and, you know, a lot of kind of scenario based stuff. Like, what would you do in this particular situation? Um. It wasn't bad training, but the problem, I think, that six days, if I get another leadership training in my career, it'll be a freaking miracle, mm -hmm. and it'll probably be because I requested it. So oftentimes, we do, just like anything else, it, they do the bare minimum to get people where they think they need them to be, and then it's kind of forgotten about right you know it's expensive like there's a lack of teachers or you know whatever we can't send this teacher away for a month to advance their knowledge on you know how to be uh, an appropriate administrator or leader and most of the time it's not really leadership stuff that they're sending you to it's how to be a supervisor right it's how to be it's how to be an administrator like okay so, so where do you go from that? Do you, you know? think if there was more dedicated leadership, continuing ed or leadership training, you know, maybe more regularly or things like that, other than being at per request, do you think that would benefit um, your organization or just law enforcement in general? I think that if they actually had leadership schools that, that took into account personality traits and things okay. like that, and they spent enough time in their own agencies or 
you know, in in education, in whatever, whatever. like doesn't yeah. matter what, <laughs> everything's a business, like law enforcement, education, everything is a business, might not be necessarily revenue generating, but like my own business, like if you, if you spend enough time to look at personality traits of certain people, the, the quality or the extent of which they can do the basic job tends to, in my opinion, have less to do with them being a decent leader mm-hmm. for that job. Now, I mean, you don't want to be led by somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And we all have those people that are awful at their job and we wonder how in the world they, they keep them. <laughs> right, right. You know, we, we always have those people. But most of the time, and maybe I'm giving every business way too much credit, most people uh, are pretty decent at their job. Like, I think it's like human nature that you want to do decent at your job. So it's not necessarily that a person's decent at their job. If you're, if you're up for a promotion or something like that, if you need a leader, normally speaking, you have a pool of people, you know, let's just say you have 10 teachers, right? One of them might be that person that literally just barely shows up on time, does the bare minimum and checks out at four o'clock, 401, you can see their taillights as you're finishing up conversation. I feel targeted right now, sir. <laughs> I feel targeted, okay? Yeah. Let's we all have those yeah, guys. Yeah, we all have those guys. Like, I mean, like when I was a city cop, I, I would be making an arrest in the last 30 minutes of my shift, mm-hmm. and those guys that I'm talking about are the ones that are like, oh, here's Marquette, make an arrest at, you know, 5.30. He's going to be here past his shift, and I didn't really care. Right. You know? And then leadership is that supervisor, right? Because we've had both. The supervisor that comes up to me is like, what the heck are you doing? It's 530. Why are you making arrests? Because he wants to be out of Mm -hmm. there or she wants to be out of there. The good supervisor, that leader, is the guy that comes to you and is like, hey, nice work. Do you need help with anything so we can get out of here on time? Right. That's a leader. The the people that I deal with most of the time as far as like administrators or or supervisors that I've had, I've had almost a split of, of both. I got um, a guy, he's probably going to laugh if he ever hears this, but he literally is like retiring today, mm-hmm. and he was that guy. Like, he'd be that guy. He wanted to get out of there just as bad as everybody else, but he didn't scold me if I arrested somebody towards the end of my shift. Right. He would literally delegate like, hey, you, you're not doing anything. Type up this guy's evidence you, for you him. You mean he didn't discipline you for doing your job no, at a respected no, high level? No, it's, a, it's, oh kind of gosh. A, it's kind of an amazing... How about uh, that? Kind of an amazing thought process, but and totally eludes a lot of people. But and you know, and I think that's part of the problem is a lot of people in leadership positions because we always look at like your manager, right? So you would look at like my supervisor or whoever your boss mm-hmm. that you answer to. That's your leader. Well, no, not really. That that's your supervisor. That's your right. manager. But that's not necessarily your leader. Your leader could be like the the lady that teaches math down the hall because she's the one that makes you pumped that you want to be a better history teacher or whatever on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That was me for years in, in my city part. I actually got yelled at one time because the one time I actually had a freak out about some ridiculous task that the uh, city government was having all the patrol officers to do. <laughs> I, I had a fit about it and the supervisor took me aside and was like, look, you're the leader of the squad. You're the one that dictates whether these guys actually go out and do their job for 12 hours or 
whether they revert to sleeping in their car and avoiding stuff, mm-hmm. I need you to get it together. And that was, I mean, I was, I didn't want to hear it at the time, but <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, what is this guy? It's his job. You know right. what I mean? But it's really not his job. It should be, mm-hmm. but it's not. Apparently it was my job. I mean, I would argue that it is his job, but maybe that was a good leadership trait because he realized, hey, I can't motivate these guys to the level that they need, but Sergeant Marquette or whatever rank you were in the pa- patrol officer Marquette. Nobody. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever it is, Marquette can get these guys going. I mean, I think you made a great point there where you said your supervisor is not your leader. And I think that's important um, to keep in mind. Now, everybody who's in a leadership position tends to think they're a good leader, right? Because we're humans and we're very self-aggrandizing and, oh, I'm good at what I do. Do you find that even good leaders, though, still have a few negative traits? And, and maybe what are some of those things you see that even good leaders struggle with, you know, so that our listeners can say, well, maybe I struggle with that and work on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think that th- everybody has their flaws. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've met a single person that uh, I would even say was a, was a really good leader that didn't have some type of downfall somewhere along the line. I work for a supervisor that I thought was an incredibly motivating guy. I would say that we were friends. Like we were, I wanted to do a good job for him, but his personal life was an absolute disaster and he brought it into work with him. Mm. Um, Mm. It's a good point. I mean, you know, sometimes we, I think oftentimes, unfortunately, we think that when we make rank or we make a management position or an administrative position, that makes us somehow, you know, um, infallible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always found that the quickest way to lose people um, from wanting to do the job for you is to focus on, like, the minutia. Like, you know, people use the term micromanage. There really is, in my opinion, no such thing as micromanaging. It's just strictly being a manager. Right. It's like you type up a 10-page report for one of your administrators about something that happened at school and they're ticked off about you missed a comma here and this was a run-on sentence. Well, like, did you understand what I was saying was the <laughs> right. information there? Right. So, like, that you're, you're managing my, you know, my report rating skills or whatever. So, um, I, I've been in management or like leadership type roles previously. I've been told that I was a good leader, but like I have an awful temper. Mm-hmm. So um, I've only ever had to really discipline one guy one time. And I mean, I like lost my mind on the guy. I tried to make it as private as possible, but he actually cried. Like, I, oh my. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. So grown man crying. And I really didn't feel bad about it because I still maintain the guy. He was one of those people that was not a good employee and he probably still isn't a good employee because he just wants to do what he wants to do. Right. And that was probably a failing on my part because I didn't recognize, you know, if, if I look at it, uh, critically on my own actions, I should have recognized what that guy was and what that guy wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I should have given him a task that I knew that he would have excelled at. And then I wouldn't have had to babysit him for like right. 12 hours. 
And I think that that's the problem that a lot of people that are in leadership positions, they don't understand that not everybody is perfect. So as like a, uh, in my world, if I have, you know, 10 guys that work for me, I understand everybody has strengths and weaknesses, right? So I'm looking for progress, not perfection. I think that way too often we see people in leadership roles that are looking for perfection. Mm-hmm. And perfection is subjective, right? Sure. So absolutely. If, if you said to me, Dave, I need you to go inside the house. I can go around back, grab a ladder, go up to the second floor, climb through a window, come down and open up the front door for you. I'm in the house. Or I can just walk through the front door. Right. I accomplished the same task, mm-hmm. correct? Now, it's kind of a ridiculous example, but you'll have people in leadership positions that scold a person for having a positive outcome because they didn't like the way that they, they went about doing it. It's not right. the way they would have mm-hmm. done it. And there's there's a multitude of ways that you can accomplish any task. So, And then the leader's issue is normally communication. If, if you want it done a certain way, it has to be communicated. People in leadership positions often forget that communication is a huge part of leadership. If I, if I just leave you to your own devices, if I say, hey, I want you to perform this task, right. but mm-hmm. I don't give you any kind of uh, parameters in which to do it. You're going to do it how you want to do it. Yeah, like I was on a tactical unit for, for a while. And the leader of that team... Uh, his name was Andy. I don't want to put his last name out there, but his name was Andy. That guy was, uh, I was warned before I went to the team that that guy was very difficult to work with. He's very abrasive. Um, I didn't find him to be that way. I found that he expected mistakes, Mm -hmm. but he wanted you to learn from them and not duplicate them. And he was one of those guys, he had been on a SWAT team in like, Oh, he's going to be mad at me if I put out the year, but like in like the 80s or something <laughs> like that. Sure. Um, when that DuPont guy lost his mind and, and um, uh, murdered uh, the uh, Olympic wrestler guy. Oh, yeah, Dave yeah, yeah. Schultz. Fox Chaser, Dave whatever it's called, yeah. So he was on the team that went and got, uh, I think his name was John DuPont. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that guy knew what he was doing. Right. Uh, he physically performed... Any task that he would ask you to do, he would physically perform it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that you have to show, and like let's just say in in teaching, like if you're an administrator, I shouldn't have to teach you or show you that I can write a curriculum. But there should be a certain amount of credibility that you know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, you have to have sure. a basic understanding mm-hmm. of yeah, the yeah, content. Yeah. It's like, why is everybody mad at the Secretary of Education or whatever? Because right. apparently she has no idea what she's doing. I don't know anything about education, <laughs> so I, I stay out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's good or bad or whatever. I really don't care, frankly. I'm going to care more now that I have a daughter. But sure. <laughs> she's too young and that woman's gone. So Still got five and a half years. Yeah, not, not my problem yet. So, so and... You want to hopefully have somebody that has a basic understanding. Like, you don't want somebody that's never uh, never played football, never coached football, coaching football. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like if I wanted piano lessons, I wouldn't go to somebody that's never played piano. Right. You know? And you got a lot of people 
um, in leadership positions that are good from an academic standpoint. But Mm -hmm. like, let's be real. I know a lot of people with college degrees are fresh out of college. You can't balance a checkbook and they can't barely tie their shoes or show up on time. So like, you know, academically speaking, you can have people that excel at the, at the job itself, the actual task, whatever it is, whether it's law enforcement or teaching or Mm -hmm. carpentry or whatever, you can have people that are phenomenal carpenters that start their own business and run it right in the ground. Right. Because they couldn't get along with their employees. They, and that could be good mm-hmm. or bad. So, like, you could be overly nice to your employees. Sure. You know, you got, you. you got a job. My dad actually, per, good example, he's owned his own plumbing company for, like, 40 years or something. The guy started hiring employees, but he kind of gave away the shop, so to speak. Like, gave them paid time off whenever they needed it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you got deadlines and things like that. And it's not because he's he's a bad guy it's just a dude shouldn't be a boss mm-hmm. you know he people you know if you got a, a guy that's a great carpenter he opens up his own carpentry business but he's giving his guys hey like okay i understand you showed up two hours late okay yeah i know you can't read a ruler you've cut the same mm-hmm. board wrong length 15 times <laughs> you know you're in a project's not going to get done on time and you're wasting mm-hmm. a lot of materials like you can't be you can't be successful that way so it's like a fine balance, and I think leadership really comes down to like a a solid knowledge. You don't have to be an expert yeah. in your field. We know a lot of experts that can't talk to anybody. Right. I mean, like, listen to these freaking people on the news all the time that are expert in whatever. I don't know what the heck they're talking about half the time. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, when you look at people that are uh, really good at what they do, um, but they have the correct personality traits that more constitutes where you're going to be a good leader or not. Right. And like in your case, like if, if I was a newer football coach listening to this podcast, I mean, the best thing that you can do is like, you really have to do some self-reflection. Yeah. I'm not, I don't mean like hippie. I know, stuff, yeah. but like right. you, you really need to take a step back sometimes and be like, okay, what am I doing to contribute to mm-hmm. poor productivity? And like where I work right now, interesting. Yeah. That's that's like one of the biggest problems we have is like we have a group of of individuals that just do not produce, or they are a constant headache. And across the board, it is because they feel like they're micromanaged. Mm-hmm. Lawyer quotes: They're micromanaged. And the administration does not care about them. Yeah. You are strictly managing people. Mm-hmm. You are not leading them. So there, there's no motivating factor there. People don't feel like if, if, and that's contagious too. Absolutely. So like if you're, Absolutely. If, if you fail like one day as a leader, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you, if you show a pattern of, of poor leadership, right? Like let's just say you got somebody on your team that keeps getting play time and they have a bad attitude they're not lit, they're not running the routes that they're supposed to or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it in pro football all the freaking time. You got these toxic athletes. There sure. seems to be at least one every year that <laughs> is like, I guess, decided that they weren't on TV enough or something. You know, getting forty million dollars to to run with the football wasn't enough. I got to right. get on CNN twice for cussing out a ref or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if if. You don't deal with those types of things. And you can do that 
a multitude of different ways, right? If you don't deal with that stuff, it's toxic. Yeah, absolutely. It, it shows poor mm-hmm. leadership, you know, because that doesn't serve the greater good. So, like, if if I'm the leader of a football team, or I'll, I'll speak about in law enforcement, if I'm, if I'm a squad leader on a tactical unit, mm-hmm. right, my job is not to make Joe Smith feel like he is the best marksman on planet Earth and constantly give him time entering houses on search warrants or whatever. Mm-hmm. My job is to ensure that the team executes this plan to the best of its ability. Right. Sometimes allowing one person demand things, you know what I mean, and not addressing that is poor leadership because it affects the other people. Right. You know? So, like, you can't always give everybody what they want. So that's part one of our interview with Detective Marquette. Part two will be uploaded immediately after. So come back and check out the rest of this fantastic interview.